0: This podcast is all about reminding you that you're not the only one and to step out of that isolation when you feel alone in your current circumstances. Well, confession, the way I've dealt with sex and fear makes me feel like I'm the only one. I used to be intentionally quiet about this subject around my peers because I wasn't sure what they would think of my ideas. Now I've been married for a little while and I'm much more chill and confident about my choices But that doesn't mean I don't face the same fears. I'm just less afraid to talk about those fears. So here we go. Let's talk about sex, birth control, and babies. This is the non-exclusive podcast. Stories that remind you you're not the only one. Hosted by Rebe and Candace. One night, my serious boyfriend, now husband, was driving back from his sister's graduation. It was Saturday night, it was late, and he still had a few hours to go. So, like any head-over-heels girlfriend would, I kept him occupied with phone calls, of course. It didn't take long for us to run out of things to talk about, so my husband, being the conniver that he is, asked, So what do you think about birth control? This launched us into an hour-long conversation. The pros, the cons, the ethics, the meaning of marriage, family, and choice. We covered a lot of ground for one phone call. See, I had decided to wait until I got married to have sex. So even though I was aware of all the options, I had never needed to worry about birth control in such detail. I had never needed to actually make a decision that really counted. Needless to say, that late night conversation launched me into a long and strenuous look at my actual plan for sex and reproduction. I personally wasn't keen on a typical birth control pill and knew there were other options, but now the research got real. The more I thought and read and prayed and talked about it, the more I was sure I wanted to use a natural form of birth control. While it was cool that I officially came to a decision and all, this is where the story gets good. Guys. I don't know if everyone realizes this or not, but having sex means you could have a baby. Like, for real. This obvious and universal fact honestly had me floored when John and I got serious and I realized it could soon apply to me. I would be having sex. I could have a baby. I have to own my choices and be responsible for S-E-X. And before you say That's what the pill is for, duh. Trust me, I looked at all of it. Birth control pills are 99% effective with perfect use and said to be 91% effective with typical use. Contraceptive implants are also 99% effective when inserted correctly. These stats are pretty universal. I've read these on Healthline, birthcontrol.com, kidshealth.org and Planned Parenthood, just to name a few. These are actually great stats and I don't mean to be negative, But I cannot be the only one who wonders about that 1%. What about that margin of error, right? Don't panic. Stick with me. That fear and defensiveness that you just felt about your sexual life is what this episode is all about. It's about coming to terms with this realization that having sex means I could have a baby. And a baby would alter my world. A lot. (coughs) So I got engaged. I started charting my cycle for my natural birth control method. I wrestled and soul-searched about my real attitude towards having children and my own personal timeline. I got married. Oh yeah, and I had sex with my husband. If you asked my friends what I'm fearful of in regards to marriage, most of them probably wouldn't know what to tell you. So I'm gonna be really honest here. Here's a list of what I've feared on multiple occasions over the past 11 months. I feared that I was pregnant, that I would get pregnant when I was literally about to have sex, looking foolish and discrediting all of my research and choices if I got pregnant too soon after marriage, being another failure story surrounding natural birth control to other women, judgment from my friends when they found out my morals and choices, my friends thinking I was judging them when they found out we've made different choices that I would drink wine while being pregnant and hurt my baby without knowing it because I didn't know I was pregnant yet. Hearing negative or discouraging opinions, statistics, or stories about natural birth control. Having to explain how viable natural birth control is only to be met with judgmental or unlistening ears. Fears, we all have them, friend. I know I'm not the only one who has feared looking foolish feared a major life change, or feared what other people would think about me. I had no idea that having sex would bring on more of these fears. But these fears are teaching me and radically changing my life. Here's what it comes down to. If I have a baby, if people think I'm foolish, if my life is flipped upside down, do I still trust God? Honestly, that late night phone call with John launched me into a long journey of not only naming my fears, but continually telling God about those fears and consciously choosing to trust Him with the outcome. I didn't realize or take the time to admit that I was afraid of these things until I was faced with them. I had to force myself to push through the emotional and mental work of being self-aware enough to name my fears. Only then could I look at a game plan to conquer them. That phone call forced me to take my fears, large and small, and tell them to God to tell him my desires, then trust him with the outcomes. Getting married, choosing birth control, and having sex has forced me to admit, then believe that God's plans are better than mine, even when I'm afraid. 11 months in, I'm comfortable with my decisions, but I'm still afraid. Every single item on that list still rises up in my heart. Not all at once or every day, but often. The difference is, in this area of my life, I immediately talk to God. Over and over again, I tell God my fears. I tell him my desires. And I say, God, I commit this part of my life to you anyways. I ask that you would consider my desires, but ultimately, I really trust you with this because your plans are best. I give this over to you. I trust you to do what is best. I do this often. Dude, I even do this right before having sex sometimes. Using the natural birth control method means you have days where you use protection and days you don't have to use protection. And it wigs me out for a minute. So I literally pray right then and there sometimes. There's nothing like fear to turn down the heat in a relationship. I'm not about to let fear damage our marriage or our sex life. I'm not about to let fear make me view the idea of children and new life as negative. I'm not about to let fear keep me from what God has for me. That's why I have to constantly give it over to God. And that's exactly what I did before publishing this very honest episode. So why am I so passionate about talking to women about fear and sex? Real honesty time here? It's because I see a lot of women living with these fears that come with sex. I've heard many women talk about avoiding pregnancy or the possibility of kids with great fear. I've heard many Christian women fearing the actual act of having sex for the first time. I've heard many women express fear that their sex life will never be good. And while I'm by no means perfect or done in this area, I can't help but wonder, am I the only one who is dealing with these fears on a regular basis? Am I the only one who is naming them and talking to God about them? Look, there's a high chance your story and your choices look different than mine. I promise that's not what I'm here to debate or change. My concern is that we might be leaving these fears unnamed. My concern is that we might be letting fear control something in our hearts and our minds that God wants to lovingly handle for us. My concern is that we're so often walking around with this attitude that we're in control when all along, God wants to sweetly walk beside us through these fears and use them to teach us trust every single day. Notice I said we, fears. We all have them, friend. So my ultimate question for you is, do you still trust God with them?
1: just gonna dive right into this. I'm not sure everybody knows exactly what you mean when you say "natural." So, okay, can we maybe dive into? Because <laughs> I don't really want people thinking you're just like crossing your fingers and hoping for the best. You know? <laughs> okay, like, it's true though. That, like that's what
0: some of the fear has come from because yeah. there's an overwhelming idea that that's what this is. Like if you're not taking the pill or using a traditional thing to keep babies from happening then you're just willy-nilly whatever <laughs> and it's really not um basically what I do if you're curious I chart my cycle and that just means you're looking at the signs your body gives you and it actually tells you pretty clearly when you are ovulating which just means that's like prime time for you to get pregnant and so basically about like A week and a half out of each month or each cycle, I I would get pregnant if I had unprotected sex. And then all the other days, you're fine. You're not, your body's not going to let you have a baby. And so um, I chart my temperature and I use this app called Natural Cycles. um, And it tells me like which days are red and which days are green. And it's actually very scientific And fascinating to me, like I feel like so empowered, like, oh, I know exactly what my body is doing and like, oh, God created my body so amazingly and all this stuff. But yeah, it's really not just crossing your fingers. It's actually very specific and not really that complicated. Once you like, there's kind of a learning curve at the front, like learning what everything means and like, you know, you want to be really careful because you're like, oh, gosh, I got to know this. But then once you know it, you're like, oh, this is no big deal. I just take my temperature each morning and put it into this app. And that's pretty much it.
1: I love it because uh, obviously we've been friends since before you were married. So I kind of have, uh, we've talked a lot about this journey. Yes. (laughs) And I feel like I've learned so much like through you, you know, I'm like, man, I didn't know my body did that. That's awesome. It's very interesting. It's really cool. And even though like I don't have to cross this bridge yet because I'm not having sex, but it really does like start my thinking, like, what am I going to do? I don't I don't know if like birth control is the way I want to go. I legit don't know yeah. what I'm going to do. Well, and I don't I don't have to like I don't have any like, you know, rubber meets the road. Yeah. Thing right well, now. Well, That
0: was really the thing is I had heard about all of this stuff. I had thought about it, but I never it never really mattered. Like I had never really been faced with this idea of what are you going to do? Like, yeah. what does this really look like? And that's where the fear came from and like you said a lot of people if you're not using what they're using there's this assumption like oh we're just gonna get pregnant and yeah and then you do your research and you're like but no i've really looked at this and anyway so that's my fear coming out you know the defensiveness like now that i'm on this side of it uh i think it's a little silly but it was a lot at first like being a career woman Still wanting to have a good attitude about kids, but not wanting to have kids right away and doing something a little bit unconventional. Like I feared what people would think and I feared that I wouldn't do my research well enough and that that would fail and then I would look bad. And it's um, stuff that, of course, we shouldn't be fearful about, but that literally everyone is in some arena or another. And that's really why I wanted to talk about it um because it's been a pretty long journey like you said even before I got engaged I was like oh shoot like this is going to be stressful and like what if someone asks me what I'm doing and what am I going to tell them and ah uh,
1: oh yeah I mean I remember very clearly one night you and I sitting in my car I don't know what we were doing beforehand but we had hung out beforehand we're sitting in my car listening to DC Talk <laughs> I remember this really yes. important information to know but we had this entire conversation about this and I don't think you were even engaged yet. It was pre engagement. And very clearly I knew that you were dealing with like a lot of fear specifically in regards to what other people would think. And so for me, I've already told you this, but like I'm incredibly proud of you because this is huge to be able to be this vulnerable, this real, this honest um, with not only your peers and your friends and your family, but like, (laughs) Whoever listens to this podcast, that's like a big deal. And I know that for me, this subject doesn't hold a lot of fear. You know, uh, I because I'm not dealing with it, so I could easily had I not like kind of walked with this, walked in this journey with you, kind of blow it off as like eh, that's not that big of a deal, um, like that's not that scary. But we all have that thing that can cripple us, can like feel like. It's building, you know, if it's not like I'm not ready to have a baby, I'm, I am I don't know what my friends are going to think I might do it wrong. And what if I mess up? And then what will people think? And all of these things, like when you pile all that on, that feels like a huge boulder ready to, like, take you down, you know, and we all have that, you know, for me, it looks more like. If I can't control my timeline, like if I don't meet my husband, if I can't figure out, the, then I'm never going to. And I get all these other things that build up on top of that. And that's where I have to continually take that to God. So right. that feels huge to me. You have to, to give up
0: that control. We yeah. were just talking about this earlier. Like, I think a lot of this comes down to wanting to be in control and panicking when we realize we aren't. And not that we can't be responsible. Like, like I said, like I'm not just willy-nilly crossing my fingers. But ultimately you know i had that realization this area of my life really is up to god like there are stories of people getting pregnant at really random times because Mm -hmm. it really is in god's hands and like you said with your husband like that timing really is in god's hands like he's got this and he's the one in control so guess what i'm not in control you're not in control and that's a tough pill to swallow sometimes because i like to think that i am in control Hence, this whole episode talking about how literally every day I have to remind myself in some capacity, oh no, God, this is yours. Like, I'm going to tell you all my desires, tell you my fears, tell you what I would like to happen, but ultimately it's yours and I trust you. Like, you're the one controlling this.
1: And that's how you can step away from fear. Because if you actually, like, look at what you're afraid of losing control of and instead of sit in that lack of control, you go, Okay, God, I know that your plan is better. I know that what you're what you're doing is great. And it doesn't matter if I, you know, have a baby right now, because that would be amazing. Right. It would be so good. And that's another thing I've heard. A new you life say is
0: great. Over and over yeah. again.
1: Is like a baby is not a bad thing. Yeah.
0: And I that was I mean, that's partially that was part of my whole journey in this too. And I just had to come to terms with no, I do believe that children are good. And yeah, that even means if they're not on my timeline. Um, yeah. And so it's 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 challenging.
1: Which goes back to control. The, the walk we get to do with God, as much as we don't have control, like you said, you get to tell him your desires. You get to tell him like all of it. And he does take those things into consideration. He yeah. Um, he but can he say also, yes to your prayer
0: yeah. and he knows if you're in a situation that it would just be a struggle right now. Like he knows better than I know when I'm ready for a baby.
1: I believe. Yeah. And he knows when it might be a struggle and when you get it anyways, mm-hmm. when it's hard and that's okay. Right. When you he know? knows,
0: he knows that it's still going to be a gift.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I love that as much as that control aspect leads to a lot of fear for me. And I know for you, cause that's what this is about. I love that. I can say with confidence that his plan is good and that when he's in control, It's good. And I think that that's really what this whole episode comes down to. It is. Wherever your fear is, whatever you feel like you have a lack of control in, it takes that daily giving it to God, giving it to God in some way. And maybe you have like a few days or like a week or a month that you don't and you just feel at peace. And that is amazing. Hold on to those moments where you can just really walk in trusting but if you're not there, it's okay just to be like, in this moment, I have to give you this because I'm really scared. You know, that's what this is all about. We all have this fear.
0: So this wraps up our three-part series on sex. Can we you did believe it. it? I know. We talked about a lot of real and interesting things. But the one thing that kept coming to mind as we put together these episodes was, wow, we're only scratching the surface. There are so many more experiences when it comes to sex in both good and negative ways. I totally realize that. And so you might have listened to all three of these episodes and been like, none of these are quite relatable. But I still hope that you got those messages about conquering fear, about leaning into grace and accepting that. I hope that maybe you got a window into somebody's story that was different than yours. All of that was the point just to start that conversation and show you we can talk about this and the areas of sex and relationships are some of the places where I think every woman feels isolated or like the only one at some point in her life, if not often. We don't talk about it a lot. It is really personal. There are a wide array of experiences and opinions about sex I hope that this just encouraged you to start some conversations and to not be afraid to talk about it and that you're not the only one. There are so many women who are working through all of these ideas, too.
1: I can't believe the responses that I've gotten in my personal life to these episodes. I have had so many opportunities to have conversations, to start conversations where some other people have brought up these episodes to me. And I'm like, that's our podcast, <laughs> you know, like, no, like, oh my gosh, that's so cool because it's, it's spreading beyond us. And that's literally the heart of this, of this podcast. And I feel like with these three episodes, it has given people the ability to talk about some of these things. I've met random people where like the first part of our conversation is like, hey, what's in your life? What's God doing? And I can talk about this, you know, the the grace podcast episode. And people are just blown away and like, this is so needed. This conversation is so needed. This is stuff no one talks about. And I love that because that's why we started this was because we don't want people to sit in that feeling of being the only one to walk through something. I know not every one of us is waiting to have sex like Rebe and I or had sex before marriage or had an abortion like Lauren. Um, Or is walking through the fears of actually, now you have the ability to have sex. But all of that is so still everyone's story because we all need grace. We all need to wait. We all need to see what God's doing. We all have to conquer fears. And it starts conversations that are so beautiful and that I never would have had otherwise. I just really have loved this three-part series. I mean, I love the whole podcast, but like <laughs> I'm not biased or anything. But this like section of episodes have just been really fun, and I am so excited at what God's doing with this.
0: But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Matthew 6, 34